0: Mm-mm. Yeah. I can do anything mm-hmm. Yeah. Hell no, hell no, hell no, hell no. I can do anything Yeah, hell no, hell no, hell no,
1: hell no And we are back at it again with another episode of the common sense podcast hello everybody we are in the thick of the school year um everybody's back in school and we're back at it again my name is patrick i teach third through fifth (laughs) for our new listeners for our new listeners um i'm an upper primary social studies teacher
0: and i'm antonia i teach kindergarten
1: fun and welcome back yes welcome so you said you would have a game this week do you (laughs) that's okay i'm prepared (laughs) no worries stay ready (laughs) i'm going to uh just do the same thing from last we're going to give you a quote from a movie that is either centered around education or in a school of some sort. And yeah, we'll see if you can catch it. This is a little bit more popular. <laughs>
0: so, maybe I'll succeed this week.
1: Maybe we'll see.
0: I thought like three chances. I think it took me.
1: Um, I decided to choose this quote from a teacher in the movie. Um, so just wanted to preface that. Don't. Don't have sex because you would get pregnant and die.
0: <laughs> I know that one. It was the PE gym teacher, wasn't it, in Mean Girls?
1: Yeah, nice job. Okay. <laughs> nice job.
0: I should rewatch that one. That
1: movie is so funny; I die laughing every time.
0: I feel like I should rewatch it because at the beginning where she's like isn't she from isn't Katie from South Africa? And they're like, and they're like we got a new friend and a new student from Africa. And they turn and she's like from Michigan or something.
1: <laughs> she's like I'm from Michigan. Oh wow. Quality trash movies.
0: Right. We love them. We
1: love them. Oh, do you have any good news this week?
0: I do have good news. Um, I got lots of brand new ARCs. ARCs, for those who are unaware, are advanced reading copies um, that publishers send out to bookstores, bloggers. Um, so
1: famous, so famous.
0: Right? <laughs> people in the, it's, there's a community on Instagram, like we know about teacher Instagram, but there's also a bookstagram community. Um, and that's how I stay on top of my books, is following book people on Instagram. Um, and so I got like five or six arcs this weekend. I bought tickets for North Carolina. So I'm going to North Carolina for my birthday. Yes.
1: It is your birthday month.
0: Yes. I'm turning 21. Um,
1: Okay.
0: Yes. I'm too young to even do that. Um, I know those are the two things I'm really excited about. Do you have any good news?
1: Um, yes. Well, since it is your birthday month, every week for the month of September, I'm going to say things that I love about you because you're such an amazing person. Uh So, um, one thing that I love about you is that, um, you post your coffee, you know, on Instagram, (laughs) but you're not too much with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's very organic. It's like, you know, you're very local. Um, You know, like, you're not really a Starbucks kind of girl. You know what I'm saying?
0: Starbucks is disgusting now. I'm sorry.
1: That, 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 that's okay.
0: Um, also,
1: <laughs> you know, like, you have truly, you know, been there for me, you know, and been such a great friend and such a great listener, Um, you know, and the fact that you decide to well you have decided I think to be my friend you know even outside of all of the Instagram you know teacherness like you know I really and truly consider you a great friend of mine so I'm just so happy that I get to do this fun work with you and happy almost birthday
0: oh thank you you're so sweet I'm so awkward when people I say know, nice
1: things. <laughs> I'm going to get your face like, <laughs> that's fine. Okay. I also have other good news. So I am officially done with my first week of school. Let's get it. Yay. One week down, four days down, 180 something more to go. Um, And honestly, it wasn't the most ideal week, Um, you know, Our students definitely have come back with a lot of energy. (laughs) And so we are getting that uh, channeled through the right ways. Um, But what's different about this year, as opposed to other years, is that the staff culture is so freaking positive this year that everything else just seems minor, you know? It is so awesome, the fact that, you know, staff is walking in smiling. We even had a staff meeting on Thursday for an hour and a half and it was just like super enjoyable. And that's honestly because, and this may be because we're in a small private school, but everybody has a seat and a voice at the table to create the school that we want to see. And so when we have come against schedule issues, when we have come up against um, programmatic, uh, programmatic issues this week because you know you 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 plan for things and then you live out the school year and it doesn't really go as planned but when we have come against those issues this week my new principal hasn't really slammed down a top-down decision like okay we're gonna do this we're gonna do this it's like okay what do you think we should do and we have all kind of chipped in and created you know the solutions that we want to see that's first secondly is that um we are straight out the gate giving our students a ton of freedom this year yeah. so it's rough it's it's rough honestly um but we're not going to meet them with a shit ton of structure because because they're struggling with the amount of choices that they have um so when you come in you know for upper primary you will not see lines in our school we have committed to not having lines unless students are just like truly needs to practice Um, and that's that responsive classroom (laughs) but if students truly need to practice walking down the hallway then we'll walk in a line but currently we do not walk in lines um lunch is pretty open and so lunch is 45 minutes long i think i told you that this week and so when students are done eating lunch they are allowed to go and play um and they kind of have the freedom to do that um we also work go ahead
0: so if I'm sorry, I have a question. So, is their recess combined with lunch? I don't think I no, was ever clear on so not. they
1: have recess, and they have a recess and snack time before lunch, and then they have lunch. Okay. But they're allowed to go and play if when they're done eating, so they don't have to extra play time, right? Okay. And then there is a recess at the end of the day as well.
0: So extra play time.
1: Yeah, okay. pretty much. Okay. Yeah, it's great. Um,
0: That's nice. And it
1: truly helps because inside of the classroom, they're on it. Like, they are super focused, super awesome, super engaged, asking questions. Um, And we know that because they have a lot of time and choice and freedom to get that energy out, you know? And so we're just teaching them to advocate for themselves if they need something additional. Um, but as I was saying, like, you know, like they just have a lot of freedom and choices and we're really trying to get them to build up their responsibility. Um, so that, you know, they're taking accountability for themselves and their actions. And, um, and truthfully, we believe as a school, that executive functioning, um, skills and the upper primary grades are crucial for their academic success. And so all of the, choices that we are giving them really stem from the executive functioning skills so it's been a really great week really great week so far
0: i'm happy to hear that
1: yes yes um i also wanted to share um that ncte is coming up
0: yes it is
1: yes Yes. ncte in houston texas
0: what is ncte
1: Oh, good. NCT is the National Council of Teachers of English. They have a convention or conference every year. Um, I've gone for the last couple of years. It's been great. Um, and I will be the chair for the Saturday session um, for Jim St. Germain, um, who will be doing a book talk for his uh, new book, A Stone of Hope. So I would love to see you guys there Saturday um at the whatever convention center we're at in Houston. George Arbrain. George Arbrain. If you haven't registered yet, please go and register um and get your um schools to pay for that joint because NCTE is one of those conferences that you don't want to miss. Whether you are um a social studies teacher or an English teacher or a math teacher, like you should be there. It's something for everybody, I think.
0: If I recall, it's a little less than popular conferences that took place this summer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm re- <Yeah.
1: laughs> Yes. And you're actually learning from other teachers and yeah. researchers and also the free books. Okay. We'll do another NCT episode soon, but all the, it's just. All the greatness is just incredible. The it's lineup incredible. is
0: amazing this year too. But like you said, another episode. I can't wait to talk about it.
1: Yes. Okay. So something's on your heart this week. <laughs> <laughs> What's on your heart, Antonia?
0: I'm trying to find ways to hold on to my joy at at school, during the school day, after school. Um yeah, I don't I don't know if it's because you know there's a honeymoon phase, right?
1: Yes.
0: And yes. I don't know if the honeymoon phase has ended or if because of my interactions with educators over the summer, I'm just less tolerant of certain things now. Um, but I find myself really struggling with like boundaries and expectations and what we're asking teachers to do. And I know I'm not like my experiences are not unique to my setting in my school. Um, and so I felt co- I felt it was appropriate to share it out with all of you guys because I'm certain there are probably a few of you going through the same things that I'm experiencing um, right now. And I'm hoping like in sharing that maybe I can offer some ways that I cope with it and maybe when y'all come back and give us feedback on the episode, you can also share what works for you. Um, so, yeah, retaining your joy at work. Yikes.
1: How did you know that your joy was in question? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man. um, When I have to, like, stop myself from, like, it's very rare that I bite my tongue. It's very, very rare because I'm...
1: <laughs> I know. <laughs>
0: yeah. So when I realized that I... I felt myself holding back from saying certain things or doing certain things or um, volunteering for things. That's when I realized, you know, like something, something had shifted. Um, at my school, and it's kind of different from my first school, um, we have morning and afternoon duty. And because of my experience in my first school, I am very aware of like the legal expectations of a teacher in Texas and the rights that you have as a teacher in Texas. Um, But I find that we are always not super informed of those, whether it's because we have not had a reason to seek that information out or if it's because people are not offering that information, whatever reason it might be. Um, I find that a lot of us don't know it. And because of my experience, my first year teaching, I know lots of the laws surrounding teachers' rights. And I think that's what kind of made me realize um, that also my joy was being compromised because like I, I have set boundaries in my head. Like this is when I get here. This is when I leave. If I decide to work outside of this, that's my choice. But I feel very strongly about being forced to stay past what I'm being paid to stay for. And I know that probably sounds awful to so many people, but that's one way that I protect myself and continue to like find joy in showing up every day. And when I get there and at the time that I have in my head, I'm not walking out to my car. It's an issue for me. I don't know. And then small ways that like the teacher autonomy can be stripped away. Mm. Like lesson plan templates, oh my God. Um, <laughs> removal of extra time. And I say extra in parentheses, um, extra time in your classroom during planning period, layered expectations, showing up outside of the school hours. Um, what are they called? Accountability? Like um, not accountability systems, um, appraisal systems. That rates you on how involved you are outside of school, um, yeah. extra things that you do. I, Because I'm talking to veteran educators and people who teach in different settings, like I'm realizing that this is not the norm for many people and that schools are getting away with these things because we're not questioning them. So I don't know. Do you have a lesson plan template that you have to use or are you kind of free to do what you want. So first
1: I just want to say, you know, thank you for your vulnerability. You know what I'm saying? Like I think people expect teachers to be smiley, joyful, happy every single day and so um I know that your vulnerability is going to help some other teachers out there. Um when it comes to keeping your joy as an educator, <laughs> the environment that a school creates really sets the tone for that. <laughs> and like you said, there are the little things that you know take away our joy, our well, that take away our autonomy, our time, um our creativity, which then ultimately t- take away our joy. Um and I think that lesson plan templates can be a big <laughs> part of that because I think schools just want to control everything, right? They want to have a a voice and a say and everything, and they think that if they micromanage, then in turn that that will give you better student results. Um, I don't have to turn... So I'll say two experiences. When I was in charter schools, I had to turn in lesson plans every week, but the lesson plans that we were turning in had to be for two weeks ahead of time. When I was in public school... I didn't have to turn in lesson plans, but they had to be posted in the classroom. And if they weren't posted, then we will be docked points on our um, evaluation. Yes. And then I'm working in a private school now. We have to turn in unit plans, but we don't have to turn in lesson plans.
0: I would um, would prefer that. So it's like they know that you have a roadmap of where you're going, but that it gives you that flexibility to make changes as needed.
1: I was talking to a friend about the, if lesson planning or lesson plan templates and all that stuff was a, was something that was necessary. Um, and, you know, we both agreed that lesson planning is necessary. And it's important for teachers to have autonomy in creating their own templates, their own um, kind of way of thinking, I guess. Like lesson planning is is like such a creative process, and the minute that we create boxes and templates, we strip that creativity away from teachers, and that's like one small thing that adds up over time, um, because they're they're taking away your time and they're they're structuring your like like your creative process, um, and we keep forgetting that teaching is an art form. It truly is an art form. And we have to allow teachers the space, get out of their way so that they can be um, creative.
0: That's how I feel about like we offer a wide range of ways for children to show that they've mastered something or ways for them to show their smartness in various capacities. But then when we ask teachers to hand over their lesson plans, they need to be in the same format, the same boxes, and it needs to be consistent across every, maybe not every campus, depending on how controlled your district is, but every school. And I'm really struggling with changing the way like my brain works to fit information into certain boxes, because that's not how I think. And as an adult, I'm struggling so, so much to adapt to something new that makes no sense in my brain. Like I've tried and tried and tried to process it and understand it. I can't imagine like, like it's, it's just not right. The same things that we, we say we don't do to children, we turn right. around and do it to adults. And you Absolutely. can't help children Absolutely. if you're hurting the adults.
1: Because we are on the front lines every damn day. <laughs> and if we are not our best selves, then the children will not be able to rise to the potential that we know that they can rise to. Um, you You also brought up this idea of a work-life balance. If we don't, well, first, let me say this. The fact that it is an expectation for many that teachers are supposed to work outside of school, that is completely ridiculous. hmm Honestly. We're, we have planning time for a reason. And when I say planning time, I mean uninterrupted time where teachers have an opportunity to engage with their creative process. It's not planning time if you are forced to have a department meeting it's not planning time if you are forced to collaborate with other teachers. It's not planning time if you are, um, you know, having meetings with other people. Like if if there is a school mandated meeting during your planning time, it's not planning time. It's time for you to you. It's time for you to have a meeting. Call it a meeting. Call a thing a thing. It's a meeting.
0: How much planning time do you get a week?
1: Um. So right now our schedule is a hot mess. Um. So it's kind of all over the place. Uh. Last, but there isn't like a a set like amount of time at this moment. I know last year I had about ninety minutes a day to plan, and this year
0: not including lunch, right. You don't include your lunch in that, do you?
1: No, definitely not.
0: Okay, just clarifying.
1: Sometimes I had lunch duty, but I will say this year everybody has lunch duty every day Um, because we believe in this like whole community lunch thing where everybody eats lunch at the same time. And what happens after lunch is something that we're still working through. But I get about... um. 45 minutes to... 40, 45 to nearly an hour and a half of planning a day. Um, But it's the first week of school. I know I'm I'm a little privileged in this aspect. <laughs> Look at how she's looking at me. <laughs> when I was in uh, public school, I had about 40, 40 minutes a day, but it was like... It, it was not planning because we had grade level meetings. Then we had this kind of meetings and then we had this kind of meetings. It, it just was not, it was not planning time whatsoever. And then like my kids were off the hook. So I felt like I had to go to specials and like help them out or like, you know, get kids or sometimes kids would get sent back to me or I would use that time to um, uh, test kids you know, for the various data points that were due throughout the year. So I ultimately reserved Sunday and Saturday and every day after 7 p.m. to figure out what the hell I was going to do the next day and the next.
0: But you should not have to. So I, you said it's not planning if there's meetings. And so according to that, I have 135 minutes per week. And I teach all subjects. Yes, you do. So. That's about 27 very...
1: minutes a day for those who need.
0: Yeah, because they're, yeah, meetings, meetings, meetings.
1: Yep, that's about, uh, that's like watching an episode of Raven's Home. No, no commercials. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no commercials.
0: So it's very hard to like feel motivated to want to do like I want to do more but with having that time stripped away every single week and and wanting to enjoy myself at home and outside of school it's like when am I planning these lessons when am I getting these things together I I shouldn't have to do this at home I don't know it's weighing on my heart it's weighing on my heart it hurts absolutely
1: and Honestly, we have to figure out the best way to advocate for ourselves in this, you know, in these types of instances, right? Some of us have unions. Some of us don't. Um, But I truly believe in the power of teacher voice um, and collective, you know, power as well. And so what are we going to do about this? Because you are an amazing teacher you are super passionate about your job your children and what I won't allow is you know you just going you know through the motions and allowing that to take a toll on you and then before you know it here comes June, and you're telling me, "Oh yeah, I'm about to go and do something else," and then I'm gonna be pissed because then I have to do this podcast about <laughs> my damn self. You know what I'm saying? So come on. So what are we gonna do?
0: I think it also it's worth noting that it's really hard when you're the only one who's noticing that these things mm. are happening, and like maybe you're the only one that knows the the legal requirement for how much time you're supposed to be able to have and no one else has an issue with sitting in meetings and it's very lonely being the only one trying to get that message out there um so if you are the only one at your campus i get it i'm with you like we'll work through it we'll get through it um you're not alone So behind
1: the scenes i've been pushing antonia to just say forget it and don't go to those dumb meetings and <laughs> and you know,
0: but he don't teach in a public i school. know
1: i know but you know like at some point you have to do something different you have to interrupt the pattern and if you don't interrupt the pattern then you're kind of stuck in the same situation you know what i'm saying it's especially if you're by yourself um and so i'm i'm wondering how how are we going to interrupt your pattern ma'am
0: I don't know. We'll continue brainstorming. I oh, need answers. my God. <laughs> I need answers.
1: Yeah, we really do. We really do. Um, previously, when I have felt like my joy was on the cliff, you know. Sorry, I'm still trying to figure out this. Oh, <laughs> you know, metaphor thing. Um, I did a couple of things. I've sent emails. Didn't really go as planned. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> um, I have done what I needed to do. And I've seen a lot of teachers just do that who have said, like, I need a moment to myself. I can't make this meeting. Some have, you know, just not showed up. Some have, um, you know have sent emails before and said like hey i need this time some have called up the union rep and had the union people pop up let me tell you a union site visit is one of the best like experiences i've seen like when i worked in dc public schools when the union people would show up it would be like let's get it you know like our representative is here she about to, you
0: know that's how it was hisd you see them yes. coming, you're like, "Yes, file this grievance, file yes, this grievance." Yes, yes. Like, I'm supposed, to, I'm supposed to be
1: eating my lunch by myself, uninterrupted, and here thirty you minutes. Thinking, thirty <laughs> minutes. They hear y'all got me in this meeting. What's up, right? <laughs> uh, I have um,
0: a friend who one way that she pushes back, and I I don't know if I'm this bold yet, but when her contract time is up, if she's still in a meeting that, um. Is clearly just going over and has no signs of ending. Several times, she has closed her laptop, packed her bag, and said, (laughs) (laughs) "I will see you tomorrow." Um, Please email me anything I did that I miss. And no, no one has said anything to her because legally you can't make her stay.
1: Absolutely. And here's the thing: I'm pretty sure that there are so many teachers who wouldn't mind meetings or who did, or who wouldn't mind going the extra mile, but we have to at least be given the basic respect, decency to have the space and time to do our jobs appropriately. Right. And what you're describing is truly a lack of respect of your job, your time, you as a human being, your health, like they are not respecting you. You know what I'm saying? And that's not okay. Now, if all else comes to it, what has worked for me every time is come June, I have packed my, I've got my boxes and I have gone someplace else because you, we have to be in a school environment that's going to allow us to do the best work that we can. And I hate this saying, but I'll say it anyway. Children will need you anywhere you go, Yeah. not just the school that you're at and if the adults in the building are not allowing you to be your best self then you got to get to a place that's going to allow that to happen when i left the charter school i left the charter school i said thank you so much but we have a difference in values thank you so much i appreciate that right and when i left the pub when i left the public school and by the way i, w- I was i did not the only <laughs> type of school that i left intentionally were charter schools now, me getting in a private school just happened by chance. I did, I was not seeking to work in a private school. I just want to make that very clear. Um, <laughs> but I inquiring
0: you know, mind, yeah.
1: But I'm not leaving anytime soon. Um, and when I left the public schools, I literally packed my bags and and I sent in a letter of resignation because my vice principal <laughs> was trash, and I don't mind saying that out loud. And what broke the Straw on a camel's back. You got it. Yes, yes. <laughs> was he told me after me and my colleagues created an amazing presentation to help our school um kind of do something a little bit more radical, a little bit out of the box, um, he first of all him and the principal were like, Yes, let's do it. And then they avoided my team the entire summer. And then when I went to have a meeting with them and we were kind of disagreeing with some things. And the vice principal was like, okay, you're a first-year teacher. You need to back off, and, like, you are not allowed to what? disagree with me. Like, stay in your lane. And I said, oh, okay, that's fine. And um, I went ahead and I, and I packed my bags. I packed my bags because I have been wanting to be a teacher since I was a first grader. And I will be damned if somebody, some adult will get in the way of what I truly believe is my purpose and my passion in life. And so if teaching in education is truly your purpose and your passion, then you have to be in a space in a place where it's, where, where you're going to be able to like live that to the fullest extent.
0: I told you it's never the kids.
1: It's never the kids. It's
0: always, it's always
1: y'all grown asses doing something crazy. And these are the same people who taught in classrooms who know the struggle who
0: that's who what gets me like-
1: right and then all of a sudden you get in a leadership position in, a, in an administration position and all of a sudden you forget what it's like
0: want to act brand new
1: act brand new that's a uh, jasmine <laughs> sullivan song uh, <laughs> but yeah 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 and and this is just not teaching right this is like everybody all the adults listening who are working like get in a space and a place where you're going to be living out your like your passion and your dreams period period um any final thoughts so what are you gonna do this week to help you with your joy
0: i made lesson plan during the meetings
1: very good very good small
0: things so you can because i struggle with like when i don't agree with something in order for me to not say something that i'm gonna regret like i shut down and so i won't talk i won't engage like i'll track the speaker track the speaker right isn't that something with slant i don't know um
1: (laughs) just say you look at the person talking i look at the person
0: (laughs) Um, i don't ask questions though i don't offer feedback and i know it comes off as me not participating um but that's the way that i can make sure i don't say something i regret but maybe in an effort to look more participatory i will type in lesson plans this week we'll see what happens but
1: yeah because technically you're in the meeting i'm
0: in the meeting and I'm doing something related to what we're probably talking about.
1: yes, I also want you to start looking at other schools this week.
0: It's so early,
1: so what just get a just get a just get a plan in mind or some kind of a you know like What Like, what schools do you want to work in? You know what I'm saying? Start doing that homework early so that you can go do a little site visit or you can visit a classroom or a school or something like that. And, you know, you can get in a school building where you want to be because this ain't it,
0: honey. Which is so sad because I was so excited. And, like, this huge shift. It's like a complete 180. Like, I love my kids. Like I said, it's never the kids.
1: Yeah. it's okay and on that note folks protect your joy and don't underestimate the power of rebellion and on that note (laughs) we'll be right back yeah and we are back at it again If you have questions, please send them to commonsensepod at gmail.com or visit our website at commonsensepod.com. We have a couple of questions this week. The first one comes from Elizabeth, and she says, how do you deal with negative coworkers? I limit my time from them as much as possible, but obviously I can't hide under my desk from them. What should I do? <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> What's going on, Elizabeth? I'm like, picture her like, please, please, me alone. Me alone. please, I can't take it. Look, this is a, I know everybody can relate to this. It's like, there's always somebody Who's like? I want to be here today. I do not want to <laughs> be here. I want to be at home. I do not feel like I'm not a morning person. I'm not an afternoon girl. I'm not a, uh-uh. Is it time to clock out yet? This meeting, I do not want to be in this meeting. Uh-uh. Do we have to do this? Girl, these kids getting on my nerves. Can you believe the boss did this? Somebody Everywhere, no matter what profession you're in, always going to have something to say. Every time. Every time. Sorry, that was a really long tangent. However, I don't know. There's a lot of different things that I do, but I'll pass it to you. What do you do?
0: Oh, man, I'm not very nice. (laughs) (laughs) I knew you were going to say that. If they're like really, really negative towards me, I just don't talk to them, which is bad. Like I'll say good, no, no, no. So I'll say good morning. I'll, I'll do, I'll do like small things. I'm cordial, but I don't ever present the opportunity where you'll have the opportunity to engage in conversation and share all the negativity with me. So I might say like, "Oh, good morning," and then I keep moving, mm. or like I'll see you, and I'll like obviously I acknowledge you, keep moving. Um, because it starts to like weigh on you and then you like, it's easy to get sucked into that. Um, sometimes when it's about specific children or situations, I reframe what they're saying in a more positive way. If I if I know the child, especially if it's a black child, um, reframing it is also helpful because a lot of times I'll get confused and they're like, wait, what? That's not what I was going for. Those are my main two things. Like, if you if it's negativity about, like, the workplace adult things, a lot of times I just ignore it. If it's about kids, I really try to reframe. Um, sometimes questioning, like, oh, did you mean to say that? Works well, too. Yeah, that's what I've got. I'm curious to hear what you have to say, though.
1: <laughs> really? So, for me, I'm just all about exuding my passion and my joy for the work every day, right? So. <laughs> I don't, because I have such a clear understanding of where I am and what I do every single day, nobody can shake me, period. So with that being said, like, I'm playing music in the morning, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just always happy and I'm always smiling because I love what I do. So first, you gotta, you gotta commit to knowing and loving what you do. Second, when those coworkers come in and they're like, oh, I got something to say. Now, there are two different kinds of negative coworkers. There are coworkers who are having a negative moment and who are like, you know, upset about something, in which you can just hear them out because you know that they're not always like this. They're just having a moment, they're having an issue with a parent, a boss, a child, a client. They're just having an issue, right? And then there are those coworkers who just never have anything nice to say and who are just clearly unhappy, right? So for well, those Why are you here? <laughs> I'll get to that. <laughs> so for those coworkers I'm always like quickly redirecting, right? So they're like, "Uh, I can't stand. I do not like coming in, in the morning. I I I love the mornings. You know what I'm saying? I'm <laughs> I'm I'm, I'm, I'm petty with it, you know? I love the mornings. Oh my god oh my God, sometimes I'm really getting on my nerves. Oh my God. But he is just so funny though. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm always quick with the comebacks, always quick with them. And honestly, like I have not been afraid to tell a coworker who was just constantly spewing out negativity. I told this coworker one day, I said, well, I think it's about time you start looking for another, another place of work. I said, if you're really not happy here like go and go ahead and free yourself like go ahead and free yourself (laughs) from this environment and and just 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 go forth and be free honey go ahead and be free you do not have to be here free yourself free your classroom free that check for somebody else to come and claim do not and I I'm not afraid to tell people that you know what I'm saying because I want people to be happy ultimately that's the Buddhist in me that's the Buddhist in me you know what I'm saying I just want happiness for all All, all living beings. So go ahead and be happy and quit your job and go someplace else where you know that you won't complain about waking up in the morning. Right. What did Mary Clarence say in Sister Act 2 that I said last week? If, if, if every morning you wake up and you can do nothing but think about singing, girl, then you're a singer, girl. Right? So if every morning you wake up and you know that you dread going to your job, then it's time that you leap out on faith and find another job to 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 go to. Now I understand you gotta pay your bills, honey. I get it. But is it worth your happiness and your health? Because negativity really eats it eats up at you. It eats up at you. So it eats up at your health. Um, and I don't I don't want y'all to be unhealthy.
0: I'm glad that's a lesson I learned early on. So like I frame, it in my head, I think of it as all money ain't different. late.
1: Hold on now. <laughs> Hold on. Amen. It's not. It's not. Okay.
0: If you're paying me 50000 a year and I'm mad and, I'm and angry pissed. every day I wake up, and I don't want to be here and I'm pissed and it just changes your outlook, you don't need to be there. Give that check back. Give it back. <laughs> 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 Let somebody else take that spot and you go find somewhere else <laughs> yes because there's a spot for you there's a place there for you somewhere place. it's just it's might not be here. here it's
1: not here it's not here in this building but I literally you know like I just take it upon myself to laugh um, yeah but you can tell who's here and who's not oh, that was funny Um, this one comes from Mary <laughs> I'm not sure why I said it like that <laughs> But I love people named Mary. I've never met a rude Mary in my life. Every Mary I've met has just been the nicest girl. Okay. Um. Hi. Was a big fan of y'all's Instagrams. Oh, my gosh, She said y'all's. I love it. <laughs> Was a big fan of y'all's Instagram separately and loved when I figured out y'all were friends. <laughs> Less of a question, Aww. but I would love to hear what you all have to think about the education system in new orleans both of you always push my thinking and have me saying a lot of amens especially now with the podcast but i think you have you will have such an interesting uh take so i would love to know um what you think about new orleans know that you all are much appreciated and thank you for the work that you do both in the classroom and out thank you mary Appreciate that. Woo child, New Orleans. <laughs> oh, hotmess.org. Um, okay, so well, first I'll say that I'm not from New Orleans. And I did Neither not live through Katrina. I did not teach there. So let's be clear about that. However, I have been doing some reading. And I've been reading this book. I did a read aloud on um, Instagram a few months ago on this book called Jim Crow Schools, The Impact of Charters on Public Education. And they really do a really great job. This is by Reynard Sanders, David Stovall, and Tyrenda White. And so these three authors go into detail about the effect of charter schools on three, um, you know, urban cities, and they spend a lot of time in New Orleans, and they talk about how Hurricane Katrina was a game changer for New Orleans schools. Um, we know Hurricane Katrina happened back in two thousand five. Um, it was a devastating catastrophic event for every resident who lived there and then some right but what we know is that the public education system was pretty much dismantled <laughs> uh because of corruption that took place during and directly after hurricane katrina so i want to share some information from this book and antonia feel free to chime in any that i think will provide a little bit more context um and we won't spend a lot of time on this because this really could be an entire episode because it just so much shit happened um so let's see here we know that the school superintendent requested $2.2 billion for teacher salaries, for benefits, and then ultimately to rebuild the school district. Um, and what we found out was that they did not... Well, that they did receive the funding. However, the state... Um, used a lot of that money uh, to fund the recovery school district, which was used to recruit untrained out-of-state teachers, mostly from Teach for America, to replace certified and trained teachers of the Orleans Parish. Um, I thought that was interesting. It says that just weeks after Katrina, the federal government began to direct funding for the rebuilding of public schools in New Orleans, and the Secretary of Education, uh, Secretary Spellings, announced a grant of $20.9 billion for the establishment of charter schools in Louisiana just weeks after. Um, it says that also, it was interesting to find out that on October 7, 2005, just five weeks after Katrina, the governor at the time... Um, issued an executive order waiving the Louisiana uh, Department of Education charter school requirements. So that just pretty much allowed any and everybody to open up a charter school overnight. But I think the most heartbreaking of all of this was that the New Orleans School District passed a resolution firing 7,500 school employees who have been placed on disaster leave without pay. and that was not a policy that existed um as a part of the school board, so the charter schools really utilized this, and the politicians utilized katrina um they utilized the the vulnerability to come in and take over
0: so I've got numbers for you
1: uh-oh, throw them at me.
0: So, in the school year before Katrina took place, 2003-2004, 72% of the teachers in New Orleans um, schools were black, black women. Um, By 2014, only 49% of those teachers were black. If you go to the website Louisiana Believes, you can look at school report cards all the way back to the early 90s, I believe. Um, And so I looked up the school year immediately after Katrina took place, which is 2006-2007, because obviously they would not have any data from the year Katrina took place. Um, And the year before Katrina took place, you see a, a long, long, long list of schools that are labeled as elementary schools, middle schools, high schools. They have Montessori's. Um, You skip the year Katrina happens and you go over to 2006 to 2007. And more than half of that list has the name charter in the name um, of the school the following school year. And you can select any school. And it even breaks it down to how many of the teachers have The certifications to teach, how many have emergency certifications, how many do not meet highly qualified distinctions. I was looking at one particular school um, and teachers with emergency credentials for that school, 27% of the teachers had an emergency credential. Um, Yeah, that's a mess for an elementary school. Um, It came out to 16. I don't know how large the school is. I'd have to look at it more, but 16 in a typical elementary school. That's a lot of the teachers. Um, And then there's data that shows that teachers in 2004, 79% of them had a teaching certification or certificate. By 2013, only 56% of them had the required certification. I, I just think it's really interesting that after Katrina, you know the quality of education that you're offering children changed so drastically. They're now ranked number forty nine for um, their education system. Forty nine out of fifty. Uh, it's
1: a mess. So to answer your question, New Orleans is a hot it's mess. A mess, and this is—they're not the only place that the charter movement has seized upon. Not all charter schools are bad. We know that. But I support charter schools, not necessarily charter management organizations. The moment that charter schools go from schools to to CMOs, which means that they're replicating their schools all across the city, that's when we start to have a problem. And so New Orleans really is an example of the danger of charter schools and how Ultimately, like they're not doing what they were originally designed to do, but instead they are used as business ventures to benefit a select few, and not to benefit the students that they serve. And in this case, New Orleans families don't get a choice. Like school choices, (laughs) is not a thing. Like you're like you charter or nothing, baby. You know, so yeah that's a mess, um, and we might need to come back to that sooner or later, but there's so much to unpack from that. New Orleans teachers, please reach there's out, so let us know to... what's going on the Those yeah. of you who are in public or those of you who are forced to work in charter, but you want to speak out, reach out to us and let us know. Maybe we can set something up. Do we have a quote this week?
0: It's a quote by Audrey Lord.
1: Yes,
0: snaps um it says when i dare to be powerful to use my strength in the service of my vision then it becomes less and less important whether i am afraid
1: yes yes
0: yes i think that's don't be afraid yeah don't be afraid even speak it's speaking to me too this week
1: yes that's why i'm looking at you while i'm saying this don't be afraid yeah. walk yeah. out don't <laughs> go to those meetings
0: okay so, thank you. so
1: i agree you know thank you so much for inviting me but i i i kindly regret I to inform decline. You.
0: <laughs> my attendance will not um i respectfully decline to inform you all the nice words
1: all the nice words but i will not be making it to this meeting today thank you so much
0: i do um, have one more thing to share
1: okay i just want to actually go ahead
0: sure it's the book
1: oh yeah go for it
0: okay um because i love books so much and i don't know if this counts against my no spend thing because i wanted the book Uh uh-oh um so i bought the book and you sure i don't think it counts because whenever i have a kid it's gonna come home
1: i am going to count that as a part of your spending if you're using it in school
0: what if i use it and go return it no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding.
1: <laughs> so, so I'm still, I have not spent any money, but how many? Spent 40 Since then, I spent $40. But I'm wondering, so what total are you
0: at? And the book was $17. That's
1: okay. $17. And you've been I'm in never. school a month. That's great.
0: And it's only because I wanted it. I didn't need it. Anyway, <laughs> it's a great book. It's called "What Can a Citizen Do." She's pissed. Um, <laughs> I didn't count in my book. "What Can a Citizen Do" by Dave Eggers, um, and I'm teaching about citizenship and rules and authority figures, blah 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 blah, in the upcoming weeks. So when I saw it in the bookstore, I thought it was a really appropriate book to get. Um, it really takes such an abstract idea and shows some ways that children can be a citizen and take care of the world around them and take care of the other people that they interact with. Um, apparently it's not out yet. It was on the shelf, but it has a pub date of September 11th. So if you can't famous, find it. Yet,
1: famous, You're so famous <laughs> getting advanced copies.
0: If you can't find it yet, September 11th, you'll be able to get it. It's, it's a beautiful book though. I highly recommend it. Anything else?
1: Yeah, I just want to tell everyone to advocate for yourself. Get in a career and a job that you want to be in, that you don't mind waking up in the morning for. Stay clear of those negative co-workers or, or read them for filth. Um, and New Orleans is a hot mess. Not the kids So let's be clear about that The kids are Our babies will be resilient No matter what However What happened down there Is just like crazy Yeah So
0: You got this You can do it We
1: got this guys We're in the school year Let's get it We about to kill it Yeah Thank
0: you so Uh, much Everything he said Yes.
1: (laughs)